There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Which I've just done. Okay, good to go. Who's gone first? Um, boo. I guess, right? I Tis the season. I kill you, man. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's a bit spooky, isn't it? All right. That's, yeah, beyond the scary. I don't like that. Please don't, actually. <laughs> okay, all right. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Hello there, everybody. It's a spooky, scary hello from your boys. It's Halloween. My name's Lonnie. His name's Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? Oh, I'm doing great, mate. I'm doing great. Um, just had a question for you up front, though. Mm, sure. Where do you land on a cold sausage? I've been known to partake. Okay, good. Good to know. What about you? I'm glad you approve. Oh, mate, you know, it's Christmas Day. You're a bit peckish for an afternoon snack. <laughs> the barbecue was had at 12. Mm-hmm. That meat tray's been sitting there for a couple of hours, lit on. Take it off, there's a few sausages left. You take a bite, there's nothing better. Nothing better. Is this to do with Halloween at all, or are you just... No, no, I was just curious. I've been wondering all week. Well, our listeners know. I hope you're listening to this podcast around Halloween, maybe Christmas time, and you're maybe wondering about sausages, now you know. Um, (laughs) Dylan, what is thy Miss You Man story? Oh, mate, it's about you and me, the boys, mm. taking each other on a journey each week. Could be about anything, 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 I tell you. Mm-hmm. Sausages, Life, pop maybe. Culture. Mate, <laughs> one day, I'm dreaming. Life, pop culture, everything in between. That's what we're known for. I tell That's you right. What are we doing here today? Mate, I'm scared to tell everyone, mm. but I will. I'll face my fears. We're doing a bloody episode on a bunch of Halloween specials because it's spooky season and, and we're here to scare you. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we don't really do Halloween in Australia. It's becoming a bit of a thing, but it's not really established like it is overseas. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't watch episodes of TV that are set at Halloween, Halloween special, generally sitcoms, and talk about it here on the podcast. Um, you don't really see these Halloween. Who would stop us, Dylan? I wouldn't. Um, You don't really see these shows much anymore. I think a lot of TV these days, you know, have those shorter runs for um, the streaming and whatnot. You're not really trying to fill out half the year with Halloween specials and sitcoms and whatnot. Mm, Um, Fair point. But you know, there's been a whole big back catalogue of TV before the last couple of years, so there's plenty to choose from. Um, A bit, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure we found a couple. Dylan, you provided three episodes. I provided two. We watched them all, and we had a good time, didn't we? For the most part, I think so, yeah. Didn't we? I enjoyed I all of them, have. certainly. Oh, that 
Okay. I like to hear that because <laughs> there was one that we're iffy about for you. So you put yeah. a risky one in, didn't you? Get you? To it. <laughs> I sure did. I sure did. Where do uh, you want to start? Well, I, I was, I'll say what they are so people know what's coming up. We've got King of the Hill, Season 7, Episode Ooh. 9, Pygmalion. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Season 2, Episode 3, Trick or Treat. And South Park, Season 10, Episode 11, Hell on Earth 2006. So those are the three Dylan episodes, in case you were wondering, you didn't, <laughs> didn't realise. Um, and if you know me by now, I'm going to talk about community if I get a chance. So I suggested uh, Season 2, Episode 6, Epidemiology. And I've brought into Dylan's life one of my favourite ever shows, Jonathan Creek, Season 2, Episode 1, The Unseen Macabre. Maybe Dance Macabre, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I, would, I always say <laughs> Dance Macabre in my head. I don't know if that's actually what you're supposed to say. I think, I think it sounds fancy, so we'll roll with it. Absolutely, the, the Dance of the Dead, that, that's what it stands for. Now, uh, now Dylan, confession time. Mm. Mm. I have watched that Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode back in the day, but I'd kind of forgotten it, but once I was watching it, I was reminded of it. But thank you very much yeah. for bringing it back into my life. Thank you so much. Good man. Mate. Mate, it's one of the greatest ones. There's sure so is. many things happening and so many classic moments. I can't believe it was all one episode. Right. It was early, so early on, too. They really nailed it from the beginning, of course. Yeah, it's pretty much season one. I don't really like season one that much. Mm. It's it's more awkward than funny. Yeah. Um, but season two is where Larry's starting to find his groove. It's where he got his groove back, I feel. Yeah, and they, and then, they, they kind of they shoot that in a funny way, don't they? They don't really have scripts, per se. They sort of improvise a bit and... Have directions. Yeah, of, it's yeah. Basically, it's just written. I think how he writes the scripts is he writes, "This is how the scene starts, and this is where we need to get to by the end." Hmm. And everything else is just improvised, basically. Yeah. So but it takes a while to get used to that, probably performing and directing and writing. So you can see why season one maybe is a bit different to the rest, but yeah, it was good stuff. Should we keep going with that? Should we just kind of curb your enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? We're here. Let's start. Let's do it. Let's do it, mate. So what what happens in this episode? Tell tell everyone. <laughs> well, Halloween is, is kind of a subplot to it, um, but it's very, it's front and center for part of it. So Larry's got a friend who's written a movie, and Larry's going to it with his wife, and they're going to the movie premiere. <laughs> First of all, Larry yawns throughout it. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone thinks he didn't like it he tries to tell everyone he did like it but he's just tired um yeah i mean that's fair any references specific things he liked about it, something he's a bit hard done by there absolutely yeah see i think it's 50 50 his, his problems aren't they sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i'd say probably half the time yeah that's mm. probably right yeah um at the same time he's dealing with um so I don't know the names as well the characters but as well as you probably, but he's with this this friend's um they're the sort of the couples go out for dinner and Larry sort of finds himself uh cracking onto the, the wife by accident. Acc accidentally fumbles his way into an affair yep. with his handicapped friend's wife. Absolutely. Classic Larry David. Absolutely. Um subplot about Larry being embarrassed to go golfing and talk about golfing around his friend who's a wheelchair user. Um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and the Halloween part of it is that it's Halloween and some teenagers come to the house 
and Larry refuses to give them uh, candy because they're not dressed up. And they take revenge on him, obviously. This is how good Curb is. He can just talk about the plot of an episode, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. And by the way, his handicapped friend, Larry orders a Cobb salad at dinner, yeah. <laughs> and he gets all these substitutions, and his friend's just fidgeting and getting very upset. And he says apparently he's upset because his name's Jeff Cobb, and his grandfather invented the Cobb salad. Which sounds unbelievable because Larry doesn't believe him. So there's this whole like subplot of him thinking he's lying about his grandfather inventing <laughs> the cob salad. Now, Dylan, so I think I think you and I have a touch of Larry's about us because if that happened to us, we would definitely stew on it, wouldn't we? Absolutely. That's just no, you can't. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. There's no way your grandfather <laughs> can't just have invented the cob salad. You can't just throw that out there and take ownership of the cob. <laughs> No, no. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. Um, oh, and by the way, he looks it up on the internet and finds out it's not true. It's invented by Bob Cobb. Yeah. Not this guy's grandfather. Absolutely Funny not. lie. Such a weird thing to lie about. <laughs> well, he, he reckons that the, the real story has been sort of hidden. So he reckons that it is true, even though it's not verified. <laughs> he thinks Bob Cobb stole from his grandfather. That's what he's been told. There's also Story a, sticking to. <laughs> there's also a subplot that sort of um, coincides with everything, where Larry's accused of being anti-Semitic because he's singing, is whistling the tune of is it Wagner. Um, yeah, it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Halloween part of it, I guess we should should focus on. I think that I think I agree with Larry. I don't think he's he's my thing with Larry. I would probably still give them some candy just to get rid of them, but I agree. You shouldn't get candy if you're trick-or-treating if you're not dressing up. I agree you have the choice to make, but I also agree with what the cops tell him the next day is that basically you're entering into a social contract hmm. and you're choosing between giving out treats or receiving a trick. So that's the risk you run, but you definitely have the right to make that choice. I agree with that. <laughs> it's pretty funny the cops to take the side of the kids. <laughs> yeah. and um also this is the episode that taught me that uh i'm not part of the bald community morning mm, it's true it's I, true mate i shave my head bald it's a choice larry doesn't consider me part of the bald community which is yeah. which is very rough to hear you're a bit of a ring yeah. aren't you here's what it is mate mm. it is. one day i'll get there <laughs> one day you'll be accepted um they said that we got the touch of Larry's about us. I think everyone, we all do in a, in a certain degree, and that's why the show is funny because he, yeah, he absolutely. acts he acts on the behaviour that we all hide. Now that's part of the show, right? Yes. That said, Dylan, sure. I think I do have a bit more of Larry's about me in terms of his his uh, dress sense. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, what do you I, mean? I think he looked pretty fly. I, I'd wear his outfit. That everyone get, thinks he's where he's. <laughs> <laughs> you do like golf clothes and you do like a good tuck. Yeah. You love a tuck. You got it, mate. Okay. All so, right. yeah, you're right. Okay. Am I a golfer or am I an old man? What do you reckon? Have you played golf ever in your life? Mini golf all the time. Real golf? I've been to a driving range, but not real golf, no. Yes, I'm old then. Sorry to say it. Yeah. Sorry to say it. <laughs> If you'd have played one game of golf, I could maybe make an argument for you. 
<laughs> Thanks for trying. <laughs> it's nothing I can do. Um, what do you think about the other question here in this episode about Larry and his his partner? It's her birthday. Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah, I love Cheryl. Is she supposed to have Larry all to herself all day because it's her birthday, or can he go do a few rounds of golf in the morning? Um, I think you can do it while she's sleeping. Yeah. He should have gone golfing right early in the morning, mm -hmm. then come back and wake her up with the orchestra. Yes. But he woke her up with the with the orchestra first, mate. You can't do that. You can't just go, happy birthday, all right, I'm going to fuck off for a few hours, have fun, and then I'll be back later and we'll get this party rolling again. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You can't you can't walk it back after you've done such a extravagant... <laughs> it, it seems like you're doing it so you can go out golfing, which I know he kind of was, mm. but kind of wasn't at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, good. Yeah, good episode. Are there any other Kirby episodes about um, Halloween? Oh, not that I can recall. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a couple of birthdays. I think there's a Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. I think there is a Christmas one, maybe. Right. No, I'm not sure because Larry's Jewish, but he might be around Christmas at some point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big but, thing anyway. Yeah. I'm a bit spotty with my curb. I watched, so somehow I, I got the DVDs from a friend or something at one stage, and I watched the first couple seasons, and I've watched a bit. My my brother, back in the day, was out downloading stuff, and he, before streaming, whatever, and he pretty much showed me the Seinfeld season, like the reunion season. Oh, it's yeah, pretty good. One of the best seasons, yeah. And then I, every I've watched episodes here or there since then, so I probably should sit down one day and do a complete run through because I, I do enjoy it. Oh. Mate, you would love it. Mm. You would love it. You can just skip season one, and it's all on binge. Just go two yeah. to... Yeah, oh, I think they're in the double digits now. I think it's like 11 or 12. Or yeah, right. Another yeah, it's pretty season fun on the way. Yeah. yeah. It's great. All right, well, there we go. Curb Enthusiasm Halloween. Pretty awesome. What next? Mate, you, you can pick this one. What do you want to talk about next? Let's get South Park out of the way. Now, you say that, but I heard a man up front say that he enjoyed all of these episodes. <laughs> well, Dylan, I I put it off, you know, I wasn't looking forward to it, and I, I knew you were taking a certain amount of joy in showing me this. It's my first ever episode of South Park. You've popped my cherry, no. Dylan. <laughs> what a shock. But I, I didn't hate it. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I didn't hate it. Don't be ashamed. Nah. Be proud. No, nah, I, I, it's not my thing. I, I know it's not my thing generally. So I was thinking it wasn't going to be enjoyable, but I, it was actually a pretty funny episode. I thought. It is, mate. It is. It's a funny show. It's more intelligent than people give it credit for. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll run through the plot for everyone. Hmm. So the plot is basically it's Halloween. So Satan wants to throw a party for Halloween. <laughs> Celebration of him. And he, he wants to have a party with plenty of celebrities like the spoiled rich kids on TV. Mm. And uh, just chaos ensues from there as he gets just more and more bratty as the party planning goes on. And eventually we get to the party and a little moral lesson has to be learned about putting your friends first before yourself. Absolutely. It's so, so exclusive that even his friends from hell can't come. That's no good, is it? Which is rude. Mm. Not okay. Mm -hmm. Can't just do that to your friends. 
there's a, a standout bit for me is when Satan is talking to his party, planning people at the hotel. Yeah. Demonious. <laughs> and it's all about what P. Diddy did. Yeah, get the, so it's, he it's, doesn't want to do what Diddy did. Absolutely. So it's funny wordplay anyway, but also the fact that Satan is that petty. <laughs> he can't do anything that someone else has done for their party. <laughs> Yeah. So what's a... he end up doing that uh, P. Diddy didn't do? Uh, well, there's a Three Stooges serial killer um, <laughs> subplot, which I wasn't really there for, to be honest. Um, oh, no, I thought that was funny. So they get like, uh, he wants a Ferrari cake, basically, yeah. for the party. So they get Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy to go out and get the cake. And <laughs> they just end up committing like all these... Horrific murders, but the dynamic is that it's in the style of Three Stooges. So it's funny. It's funny. Darkly funny. It is. I, I can I can appreciate it being satirical, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. all I need to do. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the other part that I thought was very dark, but I get the political point that was being made, is when the um, religious leaders, the Christian leaders, are uh, talking, <laughs> and they're all yeah. about, I hate, like, they're going to try and stop the party and stuff, but they've all got little boys and leashes. It's obviously a, you know, reference to child abuse in the church. Yeah. Um, but they don't mention it, which I think makes it work, the satire that makes it work there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the, the boys aren't the brunt of a joke. It's just like in this secret, um, the, the hidden depths of the of the higher ups of the church. Of course, they've got that sort of stuff going on because of the way in real yeah. life they've been hiding all those sort of scandals for so long. So that I I agree, Dylan. It's probably a bit smarter than I probably took a credit for in the past. Okay, all right, okay, I'll take that. Mm. And it's also funny how the priests aren't mad that Satan's coming to Earth. They're mad that they weren't invited to the party yeah, as well. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. Um. What about the boys' subplot? I don't know the boys very well, to be honest. Yeah, it's not really about them this episode, mm. but it's basically they're just, you know, dicking around at Halloween and there's like a, uh, a little rumour that apparently if you say Biggie Smalls three times in a mirror, he appears, obviously like Bloody Mary. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because Biggie Smalls does appear and he's trying to go to this party, and every time he gets close to the party, someone says his name three times, and he gets transported back <laughs> to South Park. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. So but, they, uh, do they definitely do... in for the Satan plot. Yeah. yeah, do they do this sometimes? They sort of don't focus on the main characters, but give the episode up to someone else? To the sides? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, for sure. Probably, on average, maybe once a season, maybe. Okay. Roughly. Well, the special episodes, so that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. And um, there, was a, there was a joke in this show, this episode, mm. that I remember being quite controversial at the time. Mm -hmm. Do you know what joke that is? No, please tell me. So, basically, all the guests are complaining about someone in a Steve Irwin costume. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. Complete with Manta Ray sticking out of the chest, and it's... Apparently offending all the other guests, so Satan has to go and talk to him. And when he confronts him, it's actually Steve Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> and then Satan kicks him out of the party because he's not wearing a costume. So that, that was controversial. Apparently it's just done like just a, 
Yeah, it was after. done like a couple of weeks. Oh my god. Yeah. But I think it's funny though. Something's funny for a few reasons. A, the joke is that it's too soon. That's the whole joke. And B, the fact that he's in hell isn't saying bad things about his character because everyone in South Park universe who mm. isn't Mormon goes to hell. Right. So that's why you see Gandhi and George Burns in there. Yeah, and um, Princess Di and stuff. And that's all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's funny that cause that was totally divorced from our watching of it now in 2023. So, like, that seemed like an off-colour joke, but it seemed like just a regular South Park joke to me. But if that's coming, yeah. the initial screening is weeks after he actually died in real life. That is totally different context, eh? Yeah, definitely. Mm. I, rem- I remember at the time, everyone's getting pissed. All the news is talking about it. Yeah, now you mentioned it. I do recall something about that. Yeah. Yeah. But nah, it's still funny. I'll defend it. <laughs> okay. It's the hill I'll die on. Okay. Just strange one to go, but okay. Good for you. Also, Satan makes a joke. He tells everyone that no one can come to the party as the crow. Because apparently heaps of people always go to Halloween parties as the crow because they just want to look hot and hook up. Yep. And he's only doing that because he initially wants to come as the crow. Hilarious. Is the crow really such a popular costume in 2006? That's odd to me. I don't know. It is odd, actually. Like, that's some staying power. Because when did the crow come out? Like, early 90s? Like, 92, 93. So I, I've never seen it, but it was early 90s, yeah. You haven't seen the crow? No, I haven't seen the crow. I thought just as a lover of cinema, you know, there's a bit of history behind it, obviously, with Brandon Lee. Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't not seen it. I just, it hasn't come across me yet, you know? Did you watch it? It's pretty good. Okay, I will. To be honest. They keep talking about doing a reboot, don't they? They've been saying that for, like, yeah. 20 years. Since it came out, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much, yeah. Um, another thing about the context, I remember when around this time, 2006, those MTV shows, whatever, reality shows about like My Super Sweet 16 or whatever were quite popular and were sort of easy fodder for a South Park sort of show to make fun of. But you don't really oh, yeah, see them these days, do you? I don't think. No, M- MTV doesn't really make shows anymore from what yeah. I'm like to be honest, or maybe they do, I don't know. But yeah. it felt like a very culturally specific um, jab at that time, which is a little oh, bit yeah. out of, which is the point of that show, that it's it is up to date and current or whatever. But I was like, I was kind of had to remind myself, oh yeah, those shows that people made fun of back then, this is what we're making fun of now in this show. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, we well, like the little time capsules. Yeah, thank you. Good. Good stuff. Don't know if Will I'm going back more? anytime soon. <laughs> no. Honestly, the movie, the South Park movie, is genuinely a great movie. Okay. It's really good. Like, it's actually a really good musical. Yeah. Like, legit. Okay. It's great. You've seen Book of Mormon, haven't you? I haven't seen that. I've seen Tim America. But I would, Which I, you did not like, surely. I didn't love it, but I would I would like no. to see Book of Mormon. My parents saw it at the theatre and yeah. were like, oh, this is a bit naughty. I'm like, yeah, South Park guys. I've seen it. It's really good. Yeah, you like it? Okay, cool. Yeah, mate. It's great. I'm sure I'll be into it. You like you like music, don't you? Mm-hmm. You like the stage. I like musical theatre. I do. You I sure do. do. And good on you for that. Thank you very much. Um, right. Well, we're two for two for greatness. Absolutely. Well, should we, should we finish off your episodes? Should we do King of the Hill now? 
Yeah, okay. All right. Dylan, bit of a controversial one. Yeah, evidently, yeah. So this is, um, we've jumped ahead a bit for you on this yeah. one. This yeah. is season seven, episode nine. Um, it's basically, what's the point of this one, if you can describe it one? Well, it's, it's called Pygmalion, and that's a reference to the to the that storyline from George Bernard Shaw, his book, which has been remade a few times in various formats, My Fair Lady, um, is a good example. So Luann, who's the, the niece of, of Hank Hill, she, it's kind of a strange situation, but she ends up um, moving in and being being cared for by this rich uh, pig baron from town. Um, yeah, Trip Larson. Trip Larson. Michael Keaton himself. Mark he is the, the hog king of Harlem. That's it. Entrepreneur, an innovator. An yes. inventor responsible for edibilizing two new parts of the pig. <laughs> so, initially, the episode is about Luann, sort of, um, Peggy trying to get Luann into um, a job, you know, like, better future for her life, that sort of thing. But she quickly Yeah, gets... even though she caused her, her job in the first yes. place at a restaurant. Basically. Because it's Peggy, and she, she quit for Luann on her behalf without yeah. her consent. She's a meddler. Yeah. Classic Peggy. Heart's yeah. in the right place, but she's meddling too much, yeah. Yeah, Luann's like, oh, it would have been nice if I could have quit the job. <laughs> anyway, it sort of blows up in her face because Luann is taken in by this um, older guy who doesn't want to work for her, for him. He wants um, her to be the, the new girlfriend of his life. He's very creepy. Well, does he, though? Well, that's what, we, that's what we're led to believe, aren't we? <laughs> so what what does he actually want? So it turns out he's he's gone a bit kooky with all these um, rich, powerful life that he leads. He's trying to recreate the the logos, like the characters from the logo of his his family uh, pork brand. Yeah. So Luann's the uh, the lady on the front, mm-hmm. and um, there's a dude and a pig. And the dude, he just gets some random dude for that, and he wants to be the pig. And they can be every family. It's so weird. Him as a pigman is very, it's disturbing. Dylan, I didn't think I was going to get disturbed by that. This show, most of all, out of these, but I was. Yeah, it's a rough one. It actually makes and... it makes South Park look pretty pedestrian. <laughs> this this storyline. Yeah, it was, I'd say, yeah, I'd say this is more fucked up than South Park. Definitely, yeah. like um. He just starts talking weird to Luann at the house. He, there's like pigs running around in the house. Um, he dyes her hair while she's asleep. Get mm. consent. Yeah. And then uh, eventually, what happens is at the Halloween party, uh, they get into a, a kerfuffle because Luann obviously doesn't want to be in a family with a pig boy, <laughs> man, child. It's true. <laughs> Can't blame her. Um, Can't blame her actually. You know what? I agree. I don't I want to either. Absolutely. So they end up fighting and going into the, like where they butcher the pigs, hmm. the pig factory there, and then they end up on the the conveyor belt, where the pigs are butchered, and hmm. then that's what he wants now. He wants to become pork products with Lynn. <laughs> and then what happens, Lonnie? Well, he gets stunned, which is what they do to the pigs, it seems, before they actually slaughter them. And in that brief moment, he sort of gets returned to sanity. That's so fucked. But then he gets killed anyway. Yeah. 
That's brutal. That's what makes this episode fucked up. Like, yeah. he was cured, he was fixed, and then gets killed anyway. <laughs> yeah. Still funny, though. And then it just pretty much ends after that. It's... <laughs> do, you, do you consider this an actual episode, or is it like a Treehouse of Horror episode? <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how you explain what happened to the corpse after that. So, <laughs> sure. I could... I can kind of see it as a trans horror, but also I don't want it to be. I want it to be canon mm. for one very simple reason. You want to know what that reason is? Please tell me. Well, initially Trip starts winning over Hank uh, by letting him ride in his hot air balloon, mm-hmm. which is one of the eight uses of propane that Hank has never experienced <laughs> firsthand. And I don't want that to be taken away from the man. No, fair enough. I want that list down to seven. <laughs> Yeah, Hank takes a, a back step here, but he's actually in in his sparing use. I think he's even funnier. Um, there's a one line in this still on that is absolutely golden to me. Okay, it's when they turn up to the uh, Halloween party, and mm-hmm. Hank says that he can't um, enjoy himself until he knows where the bathroom is. <laughs> That's you. And he says, "You knew that when you married me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's classic Hank. It's classic Hank. Classic me. Good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's your spirit animal, I'll thank you, I think. Um, it's funny in this episode, just something that came, came to mind was classic. Um, well, he's a, you know, it's obviously a takeoff on Small Town America, the whole King of the Hill show. Um, hmm. but like how obsessed they were with her hair. Like when she comes back and she's wearing braids the first time, Peggy and Hank just can't handle it. <laughs> Reminds me of my family, Dylan. When one of my cousins grew his hair out and it went big like an afro, it was the topic of conversation for years between all the aunties <laughs> and uncles and grandma and grandpa. For years. Oh my goodness. So they could talk what would about they say? Well, has Andy still got his big hair? Has he, had a hair? <laughs> has he had a haircut yet? That that sort of stuff. How's that hair? Yeah, right. They just okay. couldn't handle it, mate. Apparently. Yeah. Oh. Good on him? Yeah, just like doing something a little bit different, you know, it can be so shocking. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, it's a, it was a very funny episode. I, I liked it. The the misdirector, you think that he is just sort of, you know, curating and creating her, um, a vision of her because he's a creepy guy who wants his perfect wife sort of thing. But then that's undercut when we find out that actually he wants her to be... The, the recreation of the logo that that was really funny i think and well done and yeah. it's, it's very creepy it's like it's halloween it's it's got you know spookiness horror very much so um and michael keaton as well fully committed nails it yeah oh yeah absolutely he's uh top three celebrity voices on the show you reckon I'd say yeah it's um, a very obvious number one that i don't want to spoil for you okay all right because it is hilarious looking forward to that it's probably the best celebrity cameo ever, I would say. <laughs> ever? Yeah. Now, you, yeah. You are, sometimes, Dylan, you're prone to over-exaggeration. But you'll stick, <laughs> you'll stick by this one? Absolutely. Okay. For sure. Right. Definitely. But yeah, it, was, it, was, it all worked. It was very funny. It's just so dark. It was just... <laughs> but I think that yeah, actually yeah, makes it funnier. That ending. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah, it all better. Sure. Didn't pull yeah. punches. King of the Hill don't miss, mate. Don't yeah, miss. True. Great. True. 
All right, three for three so far, Dylan. Good work, mate. Thank you. You're welcome. One yeah. of us had to go for the record. Oh, how how do I go? Two out of two. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What are we talking about next? Maybe community first, eh? Um now, sure. we've spoken about community before and in a very similar episode we did more the way back in 2020, our first Christmas special, we looked at a few different um, Christmas episodes of TV, very similar to this, and we looked at the community specials in the first three seasons. Episode today we're focusing on for community is season two, episode six, epidemiology, as I said. Um, now, do you watch this already, Dylan? I know you were sort of in and out of community, weren't you? Yeah, I don't think I've gotten this far. I think I just watched season one. Okay. Then, then continue from there. All right. Well, how'd you go with this one? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. pretty great. It's pretty, pretty great, eh? Quite like it. It rates pretty highly, I think, a lot of fans' polls. Um, it's 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 when they fully committed to being like full-on parodies of total genres, which they had sort <laughs> of flirted with for a bit in season one towards the end, but by now they're like, yeah, let's just go for it whenever we have a chance. Um, do you want to talk us through the plot, or shall I? Yeah, I mean, basically what happens is um, the the dean orders, like, some, <laughs> I don't know, like a biochemical weapon kind of thing. So that's what they think, anyway. Mm. And it starts infecting everyone, and everyone starts turning into zombies. In yeah. Quotes. And it's an infection that, you know, transfers when bites. And then it just basically becomes a, a zombie episode of the show. Absolutely. So, the, yeah, the Dean skimped on the taco meat and he got some cheap stuff from some military warehouse or something. It's old army surplus food. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a, quite a clever way of doing like an in-universe episode of a zombie um, outbreak that without having making it a Treehouse of Horror sort of special in a different sort of, you know, elseworldy sort of um, case. So that, that, I think that's, that's clever. And yeah, the parody of like the zombie survival movies—they they do it pretty well. There's like the the group of survivors. There's people hiding their bites. That because <laughs> they think they're special. <laughs> Absolutely, that's fun. That would be me. I would think, nah. I know this gets everyone else, but I think I can tough it out. I, that would be me. I would be the selfish one hiding the bite for sure. Um. And then, in a in a nice sort of reversal of the the general Hollywood um, horror trope, the often you know historically 
the black characters die first and it's a, it's a lone girl surviving or a white person surviving, but in this episode they turn that on its head by having uh, Troy be the, the survivor. Very good. Mm. Um, and in a very inspired choice, I think, for some reason they decide to soundtrack this episode, the zombie, zombie um, survival episode, to ABBA. Genius. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? It is hilarious. That just the pure juxtaposition. You couldn't get farther apart in tone. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I think it makes it so much memorable, you know, having ABBA soundtrack all these yeah. these fights and these running through the, the library and whatever. It's just, it's just so good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It is um it's also odd going back to watch this and seeing Donald Glover as a dork. Yeah. In the public conscience now he's like one of the coolest, smoothest dudes. I know. We um, I guess we take it for granted how good he is as is a, as an actor, don't we? But he really is playing a yeah. real nerd. Yeah, absolutely. He's great as always. Mm-hmm. It's um, little little hint for you, Dylan. Little tidbit, a little bit of interest for you. You yeah. might have noticed that the the title sequence was all Halloween themed. Mm-hmm. The, the the show wouldn't pay for that, so Dan Harmon, the creator and showrunner, paid for it out of his own. Wallet. Yeah, well, mm. good for him, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon so. Like, I think good on you for having that money to do that, but he was like invested in the show. He, he thought it was going to be, he needed it, and he did it. Classic. Do we know how much it cost? I think it was a couple thousand dollars. I'm not really sure exactly what it was, a but. Couple thousand? Okay. Well, yeah. That's fair. That's I think fair. That there's another episode where they, they had that, um, they had a song over a montage, and the show couldn't, couldn't afford for it, so he also paid for it out of his own, own pocket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe the show yeah, just knew he would pay for it if they didn't pay for it. But anyway. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Once it happens the first time, <laughs> you could probably get away with it yeah. from then on. Yeah. They got the budget, and they, 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 they account for Dan Harmon putting up half the budget as well himself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, good episode, and and a good episode in the sense, as well as it being it's, it's in universe zombie outbreak, um, but luckily everybody forgets what happened, <laughs> which is a nice, neat way of um, tying it up in a loose end. Hey, absolutely, good stuff. Did you enjoy um, enjoy the George Takai voiceover as well? Yeah, yeah. Always good to see old George. Mm. It was funny at the end. See, he does a voicemail for Kevin. <laughs> so if you just Kevin you can just take that voicemail from the show That's absolutely I, I think that was a reference to like um, the voiceover from the, the, Grinch, the Grinch special and stuff like that you know having a big name do a voiceover narration sure alright yeah, okay. that was good that was good Christmas day. yeah he did our specials about Halloween though the Grinch mm. Our Grinch, the boy. Our boy. The green boy. The green boy, dude, yeah. He's done Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're hmm. lying. Why are you lying about this? No, well, they make me doubt it now, but I'm thinking, I think it's true. <laughs> He's like Christmas. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I think the Christmas one was so special, it's also well-received, that they did another one ten years later. Halloween. Halloween oh, is Grinch old. night. Yeah, I just saw that. Wow. That's... Looks pretty sinister in that one, doesn't he? Oh my gosh! He actually, he's not 
that out of place on a Halloween costume, is he? You know, Grinchy? Doesn't seem right though somehow. Yeah. It doesn't. We'll have to do that next year, I think. Okay. We can do that. Halloween is Grinch night. Oh my goodness. This is blowing my mind. How's this a thing? <laughs> so, um, last thing, Dylan, I was talking about community. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to watch community again. I loved it. It's been a while since I've You're watched welcome. it. And you know what? When have I done it without this podcast? You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm always happy to oblige for you, mate. Thank you, mate. Except when you take advantage. What do you mean? And make me watch something shit. Okay. Let's talk about this. Are you being serious in your hatred of, of Jonathan Creek? Or are you just trying to push my buttons? How dare you make me watch this boring show? What do you mean? It's fascinating. Bad. No yeah, way. It's stupid. Come on now. It's boring. You weren't intrigued at all. I mean, I was intrigued by the fact, like, how could this possibly... Well, what happens in it? Okay. okay, well, Jonathan Creek, for those who don't know, it's a little bit before our time. I was I was too young to watch it when it came out, Dylan. I don't know how I watched it. <laughs> I shouldn't have been watching this sort of thing. It was too scary. <laughs> so, the, the plot of Jonathan Creek is that it's a mystery show. It's an investigation show from the UK. Uh, Jonathan is a... a uh, he works for a magician. He designs the tricks for the for a magician, right? One stage magi magician. He's so he's very intelligent. He thinks outside the box. He's got a very different way of thinking. He teams up with an investigator, investigative journalist, in the first couple of seasons, and it sort of changes. He's got a different partner in the later seasons. Then that was good. Okay, I'll say it now. That was good. The later seasons, but back in the prime time, he was with a a, a crime writer, and she would get hold of these sort of impossible mysteries and she would get him involved because he was so smart to um, solve them. In this episode, it's after Halloween, um, there's a mystery writer who's a sort of Stephen King-esque figure. She gets killed at her, um, her daughter and son-in-law's home and her daughter is kidnapped by a man in a masked skeleton costume the security at the at the place they're staying at sort of corners the the, uh, the figure into a, a garage with the with the kidnapped lady. They're locked in there for ten minutes, but when the door opens again, he's gone. The costume man is gone, and the woman's left behind. How could this possibly happen, Dylan? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> that is the question. Now, for me. I loved this show when I was growing up, and I think it was this episode it was probably one of the first ones I watched somehow. It was on the ABC. My parents watched it a lot, so I probably just was with them sometime when it came on. And I must have been too young, as I said, because the, the image of the skeleton walking through the house so scary to me as a kid, so striking that image, and it sort of got ingrained in my brain somehow. But I was intrigued at the same time, you know, the classic sort of Halloween, you're spooked, but also you're enthralled, you know. And so from there, yeah, so I was into this show when I was like 10, Dylan. <laughs> and it's not particularly scary looking back at it now, but I was frightened as a kid. But then the other episodes aren't quite as scary. Sometimes their mysteries are quite, um, they're not murders and stuff. Sometimes they're quite gory, like this one is a little bit gory. But sometimes they're just um, sort of locked room mysteries, all these impossible sort of things that you got to rethink. And a lot of it for me is the, the mystery. Is like it is 
how can this how can we solve this seemingly impossible thing oh, that's so interesting to me but also i like the characterization of jonathan I, i'm into that it sounds like you're not so into the characterization but you didn't mind the mystery is that, is that right no it's the other way around i didn't mind jonathan he is all right oh right but the mystery i just thought it was a bit boring really okay I don't really like mystery shows. Like, oh, what happened here? Like, I'm going to find out what happens at the end. All, all that's in between is just wasted time. <laughs> um, it's interesting you say that because I, I like mysteries a lot, but I, I've tried to write some, but they're so hard to write, Dylan. They're so, super difficult. It's, <laughs> it's not worth the payoff. You reckon? Boring. And that, there is something about it. It's like a, a classic magician's trick, right, that we're familiar with. It looks amazing and impossible, but then you sort of, you find out what happened and it's a bit of a letdown. Is that what you feel yeah. here? Yeah. You'd rather the mystery? It was odd. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, because I thought my, there might have been like a trap door in the garage or something, but they were like, no, nah, it's all a concrete floor. Couldn't have possibly gotten out behind the walls because the sensor lights everywhere and they would have gone off. What happened? I'm like, mm-hmm. nothing could have happened. They're a wizard. <laughs> Sort of might have been one of those things where it's like the supernatural creeps into like a normal show for a bit, mm. which I like, but it's not what happened. What? How did this resolve, Warning? Well, interesting you say that, Dylan, because I think this is a kind of a formative thing for me, this show, Jonathan in particular, about there's like always mysteries, but there's also always a solution and like very grounded and probably well, some of my atheism probably started being like, that all sounds too good to be true, you know? And you gotta rethink how you think look at the world. Um But I, I but I'm not as smart as Jonathan. You know, that that's something I have to live with. So you yourself sure. Oh no, come on. As it turns out, Dylan, the what happened was the the mystery writer was dying anyway, and she'd sort of organized this to happen, her to be killed because there's there'd be payouts in terms of life insurance and whatnot. And her husband was initially, was previously in the costume, but he had switched with the, the, the daughter. And so the daughter was actually inside of the costume as it went into, as the person went into the garage and over, so a, she could... over her shoulder was a dummy, but everyone thought, so no, come on, it's, it's clever. No, they're completely different bills. Yeah, but they're wearing a costume. And so when the door... the shittiest police that did not investigate that crime scene at all did not look in any of the paint cans because that's what happened. She cut up the dummy. Yeah, she had 15 minutes. Into the paint cans. Exactly. And then she just got back into her car. Would you look into the paint can for a person? Why would you not? I'd have a look probably Why would you not investigate the whole scene? There was nothing in that garage except the saw and the paint cans. Jonathan had a look. Took him two seconds. <laughs> but that's what his are thing, the though. Doing? That's well, the police looking for a purse, and Jonathan's looking for the what actually happened. You know. Yeah, but why would you not investigate the whole scene? That's my question. No, come on. No, it's unacceptable. Unacceptable police work. And they should all be fired. <laughs> what do you think of um, Jonathan's subplot about his his boss? He's a He's a Lothario. He's a bit of a creep. He's a bit of a Casanova. That's his boss. Yeah. That's his boss, is it? Uh-huh. I feel like probably part of the enjoyment is pre predicated on knowing the relationships of these people. Sure. 
Like, I, I didn't know who this quirky lady was. Why does she call Jonathan to look at mysteries? Is that Jonathan's dad? Not his dad. <laughs> or his mate. Yeah. Well, they're mates. Know. They are mates, but it's, he's the magician on stage and Jonathan's actually the brains behind the operation. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I probably did you a disservice by flopping you in at season two, in that sense. You flopped me. I flopped, flopped you me. in season two. <laughs> Episode one. Um, I really, I really like that. Jonathan's thing is he's he's very, he's a nerd, right? He's he's um, lives in a windmill. He's very keeps to himself. He organizes his tricks for his for his magician, but obviously he can't be the showman himself to do the tricks, even though he's the smart one, you know. In this episode, he gets caught up trying to organize or, or pay off someone his boss had an affair with, um, yeah. including up into the point of having to jump into the bath with the, the woman who his boss was sleeping with the night before to hide the fact that the boss was had an affair because his, his actual girlfriend turns up. Hilarious scene because, and maybe not so hilarious for you, Dylan, because you don't know the character, but that is like his worst nightmare would be to do that sort of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. He's not a ladies' man at all. Um, I can see the human now. Because he looks like a ladies' man, so I don't understand. No, he doesn't. Alan Davies. Yeah, he does. Alan Davies from QI, you probably have come across in your in your times. Stephen Fry. Yeah, as I said, looks like a young Marco Pierre White. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was handsome? So I don't know what to oh, tell you. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I think he's handsome. I'm just saying he's not he's not he's he's not that sort of character. That's why it's funny to me. I love Maggie yeah. as well. Maddie, sorry. Who's the? She's the brash one. She she tries to do the investigation by herself this time, to um to bad results. <laughs> she yeah. falls over and whatnot. Um, but they got a good dynamic, and the, he gets a dynamic with these other people. He's always sort of got a girl who's the investigator, and he's sort of dragged along. Sort of how it goes. But yeah. there's something special about Maddie in those first three seasons. Yeah. Right. How long did this show go for? Funny last that Dylan. There were. There were three seasons pretty much back-to-back fairly early on in the late 90s. And then there was another season a couple of years later in the early 2000s. And there was a big gap. Um, they came back with some specials in like the mid, like 2009 to 13, did episode a year kind of thing, or three episodes over right. four years. Yeah. They came back for a proper season five in 2014. And then there was a Christmas special in 2016. So kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, there's a main run and then a kind of a, a another run-ish over the, last, over the next little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the problems with this sort of show, as you might have imagined, is writing and creating those scenarios is quite difficult. And so you can't just bang out 20 episodes a year like you can a sitcom because you've got to figure out impossible mysteries, well, yeah, you know. British TV on the BBC, so I imagine it's six episode seasons, isn't it? Yeah, generally the first um, few were like that, and then later on, sort of fewer. Yeah. I think that the main the main writer he wrote the episodes by himself too, so he um Jeez. yeah exactly very, very different style to America. Yeah right. But now Dylan, here's where I turn to my book that I've got, which is the World of Jonathan Creek. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fucking hell! What are, you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Such an odd thing. The thing is, you, you, some shows you watch when you're young and they just seep into your subconscious, okay? you you got to watch them. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Now, this, this um, it's a great book. 
it's got like it's got all sorts of things at the beginning about interviews of the character, the writers and whatnot, or the actors, I should say. Um, they also got us a, a episode um, entry chapter for each episode. Mm. Um, please and I done this episode first aired on the twenty fourth of January nineteen ninety eight. How many, how many people watched it, you reckon? How many millions of people watched this episode when it's first aired, Dylan? It's been on the put a Halloween episode in January. Mm, say that. Strange. Um, how many millions? So it mm. is millions, or are you baiting me? No, <laughs> no it's, it's definitely millions. 10 million. You know what, Dylan? You're actually very close. 9.68. You killed it. Good work. Round it up. I win. <laughs> now, you might not know, Dylan, you're not being a Doctor Who, but the priest in this episode is played by Peter Davison. He was the fifth Doctor back in the 80s. Good to know. When did you mention that? I actually started watching some uh, Doctor Who. Did you really? What did you watch? I'm watching from the start, the very start, the 60s, mate. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. How's it going for you? the first couple episodes. Look, it looks like shit, (laughs) which is fair. Like, it is so blurry. It's like 140p yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I can hardly tell what's happening. But the acting's solid. It's really good. Bit of fun, hey? I like, um, yeah, yeah. I like the first Doctor. He's cool. I like him a lot. And um, the uh, the bloody companions, the two teachers, I like them too. Mm. They're cool. Granddaughter? Yeah, she's all right. She's all right. A bit whiny. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched a bit of all of the old Doctors, I think, just about, but... I watched more of the recent. There's not stuff. much on the the first, I believe. Most of his episodes are lost, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they can a lot of them, yeah. Because I think there's the first few episodes, and then because it's all on like Apple TV, it's like episode one, two, three, four, and then mm. it jumps like thirty eight. I'm like, oh gosh, okay. And even those are like half animation, half storyboards or some shit, because they had to like recreate. Yeah, most I had to of recreate it or something. Some, yeah. It was like the Dalek War or something. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sad I won't get to see much of the first Doctor because I like him a lot. But there you go. Anyway, having a good time with it. Well, that's good to know. We'll have to do some Doctor Who episodes coming up. We've got some guests, I think, who would be into that. Okay. Hmm. Um, see, in the book here, they talk about... So, this is coming with a Jonathan Creek-centric last half episode. But I've got the book here, so may as well talk about it. Um, I'll say this by Dylan. They talked about Peter Davison, as we mentioned, the Doctor Who. Um, Caroline Clinton, who played Maddie, was fond memory has fond memories of working with him. Since filming, we've become good friends. He's really lovely, and he's just as hilarious, just a hilarious man. It was very funny because he was playing a vicar, complete with a dog collar, but in real life, he's got a filthy sense of humour, just like me. Like. Pretty funny, hey? Yeah, good on him. She, um, Birds of a feather. <laughs> she talks about how doing the stunt where she falls off the, the paint paint pots is pretty bad. She hurt her shin. Oh, jeez. Um, was not worth it. How about this, then? Hmm. Alan Davies also suffered while filming the episode, but in a very different way. When Adam Klaus's girlfriend returns home unexpectedly after he has spent the night with a stripper called Bridget, he makes Creek join her in the bath to suggest that the two are together. For Alan, it was a very strange experience because he discovered that the actress playing Bridget was Martina Laird, who had been at university with him. 
I hadn't seen her for 11 years, and then suddenly we're in the bath together, with very little on, he laughs. People think it must be great being on the telly and having to share a bath with a beautiful woman. I feel like saying, you've got no idea. It's just agony for everybody. I was as embarrassed in real life as I looked on in the, as I looked in the show. The other weird thing about that scene was that we were at this lavish house in southwest London, and there were two sumptuous bathrooms, but neither of them was right for the shot. So they brought in another bath in. They brought another bath in and stuck it in another room. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It did look like just a bath. In the middle of nowhere. Of a random room. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's what this book doing. All the things you learn. You learn where the bath were. You learn if Jonathan or the actors were at university together. It's all good stuff. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> so I get the feeling you're not going to watch more Jonathan Creek. No. Look, you tried. I did. I gave anything a go once. Mm-hmm. And I gave this a go. I tried South Park. You tried Jonathan Creek. We, we popped each other's cherries. Absolutely. We you get know. it. We, we get, get it now. It. Yeah. We get each of these shows. Yep. We enjoyed our time relatively well. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to spoil it by potentially going any further. Yeah. So we're just going to stop here. Until we go into a Christmas special, because there's a couple of those in Jonathan Creek, so get ready for that. a couple of those in South Park. Hello. If you, if you stick me with more Jonathan Creek, you're getting stuck with more South Park, just be forewarned. <laughs> Sounds good. No, that's been good. It's been good, mate. Thank you for these episodes. Enjoyed it. Thank you. I enjoyed it too. Um, we'll put all the details in our show notes so you can follow along as well. But I guess that's our get amongst it, these episodes. These episodes, these shows. Yeah. If you had to pick one, Dylan, who would you pick for people to watch? King of the Hill? Because it's creepy? Wait, uh, these particular episodes? Yeah, these big episodes, yeah. Nah, Curb. Curb. It's pretty funny. Curb's classic. Like, we it's talked a, about all the jokes, but it is. It's a Curb too. Yeah, yeah, true. Well. Yeah. Got some classic Larry situations. Good humour. Really liked it. Amazing. We've got a few uh, Halloween episodes in our back catalogue, haven't we? Evil We've Dead. Got a couple. Long Halloween. Absolutely. We watched... Absolutely. Too many to count. Well, just those two, really. I think those but... two, pretty much. But good ones. And this one. Yeah. Listen to this one again. Start from the start. <laughs> now, do it. Now, quick. <laughs> no, nah, good on you. Okay, now you're back. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. <laughs> A little uh, time loop we had. Where are we, Dylan? On, are we online anywhere? Oh, we're everywhere, mate. Everywhere you look for the phrase, I miss you, man, you will see us, your boys, Dylan and Morning, Facebook, X, Instagram, on our own website. Every podcast app in existence, we're there and you'll find us. We are. Waiting for you. Come on board. <laughs> Found a bit sinister. <laughs> Waiting for you. Well, it's spooky season, isn't it? So, wow, thematically appropriate. Mm-hmm. Good job. All right. Well, until next Halloween, Dylan, and also until next week on podcast feed, I'm going to say, I miss you, man. And I'm going to say, thank you, Mark the Man, for the theme song. We appreciate you, and I miss you, man. I don't. So thank you for saying that. Okay. Fair enough. No, he's a good one, isn't he? No, you've convinced me. Stop him. (laughs) No.